The name of this, this episode is Why We Watch Paint Dry, because Jesse talks about golf and NASCAR for the most part. And you all know I fucking hate it. So, here we go. Chase Elliott, and I almost called him Bill Elliott because it's just old ways. Right after he wrecked, or you told me he wrecked, and, and I, I, I wasn't watching then. I think I, I cut out like lap 78 yeah something like that uh and when you said he had crashed i just had like a bad poor connection so i had to come upstairs and, and watch it um and then i stopped watching until the la- i was like i guess it, it might still be going on let me let me look in i caught the last lap so yeah. that i caught the best part of the entire race i mean it was still a decent race yeah it was it was a good race i mean there was a lot that happened yesterday and today um that are not affiliated with NASCAR and racing, but are definitely were super important moments for the sport, um, for society and stuff like that. And I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit, a little bit later. It's uh, we'll focus on the results real quick, and then yeah, we'll we'll talk about everything that happened this weekend with Bubba and what's going on there. But yeah, they were rotating through on that. I mean, like you, what they were comment commentating on because it still me like I remember, but I don't like. I don't like I've learned it, but I got to like relearn it out yeah. of how like the races go. If it's true, if you were in like 24th, you could be in third in no time. Oh, I tell and then you could you could be back. But Truex stayed in the back the whole fucking time. Oh, he wasn't and, run, he wasn't running the risk of getting wrecked or anything. And he actually almost had a decent finish. I forget where no, he actually five finished. dimes called him and said, look, stay in the back. High chances of chase wrecking this shit. So and so I know we got a five dollar bet. We need you to not fuck up. <laughs> well, I know you're always gonna blame everything on Logano when it comes to Chase because that's just r- how run the tape. I run take. the tape. He didn't. Keselowski was on his ass, backed off his ass, and then Logano didn't have to move up yet. No, he Lugano. moved up prematurely because he knew who was behind him. Saw the <laughs> that blaze orange and said, "I'm gonna fuck him up." No. Yes. No, no. You won't convince me otherwise. Chase got pinched. Um, that's a common thing that happens at Talladega is you get pinched the middle car. I mean, and he got he got turned. That that and it's just it's never good to be the middle car when something when you're running that close. You always want to be the first car pushing um in a two car tandem, but if you're the if there's a three car tandem and you guys are hooked bumper bump nose to bumper, um, or bumper to bumper, yeah, middle car usually is the one that ends up pretty bad but i mean no. you're, you're gonna be so pissed at this because um i mean truex finished 24th he got up to the top six in that final lap and then mm-hmm. that's when they kind of all wrecked and everything went to shit for him yeah, i mean just finish oh yeah it was, it was great. great uh eric amarola finished yes third place that was awesome. backwards I love the the slow mo where oh, his tail it. just got. <laughs> oh yeah, it was great. Eric Jones, who also was wrecked, he was in the wall sideways, finished fifth. That's the beauty about like last minute wrecks right there. I mean, I was really really pissed off with Kevin Harvick because he just blatantly. I know he had a run and it's getting towards the end, but blatantly turned Jimmy, and I was I was furious. Uh, but luckily, Jimmy didn't get any any damage at all which was good and then there was enough time for him to come up a lot of it had to help with that inside lane not going 
and he sh- was able to manage a, a 13th place finish. So I'll take it. It's a good points day for him. But yeah, I was I was kind of hoping more from that and going forward. But it was it was entertaining to watch. But I, at the end of the day, the big story was Bubba Wallace um, and what happened there. I mean, two weeks ago, NASCAR banned the Confederate flags from all sporting from the tracks and you show up to Talladega and there's not on on premises or on property, but there was Confederate flags with all a lot of spectators and stuff like that. So that was kind of like, how do you stop them? You can't tell, tell them not to. Yeah. You're in the heart of Bama. That's, I knew that was going to be a problem at one of the most well-known races. And then you have people, I mean, yeah, I saw the, the planes flying banners. It's just like, to what extent, like I get it. The Southern pride I'm Southern board. I understand kind of like the different meaning to, to those who didn't grow up during that time period where we're like, Hey, you know, it just kind of represents South, but it does also represent something else to other people. It's a, it's a flag move on. You can hang it at your house. We're not saying that we're just saying, Hey, to be all inclusive. And it wasn't even just him. He may have like started like, Hey, I just, you know, I I think it'd be best for us to get rid of it. And then everyone else backed him. When you have names like Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Getting behind it, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, everybody yeah. like Kyle Busch, everybody got behind him, and, and that, that's been a thing since well, I since I was a kid in the nineties. People didn't want it there. Yeah, so it's it was unbelievable. But then today um, was something was really something spectacular to see. So first off, you had drivers posting on Twitter, Instagram, all their social media outlets, just I, the hashtag I stand with Bubba. And then they got the okay from the track to put the hashtag on the infield. So they actually painted it on the infield and then pre-race after they did uh, the national anthem, they had, everybody was lined up and they pushed Bubba Wallace's car from his starting position all the way, I think almost to the end of pit road, which was absolutely insane. Just powerful to see and witness as a person so that was super, super cool. And then they took a photo. He got out and took a big old selfie with himself and all the drivers. The pit crews were all behind him. Like this is hundreds of people ignoring social distancing and all this because it's of the greater good and, and what this moment means. And it was just, it was cool to see. But yeah, so that was the race. That was, it was a fun race to watch. Bummer it had to go on to Monday, but. What's the racetrack that has the, is it a Yeti or like a, bear or so dover has the dover, dover the the, okay. the the monster mile who's what's your favorite paint scheme like maybe this year or all time Ooh. like do you own any die cast cars i do i own three die, die cast cars i haven't been able to focus on a lot because they don't show the entire field uh i mean they do pre-show and you could see it during, you know, all their social media campaigns yeah. and whatnot. But during the race, not really. It's hard to it, it's get a tough, point yeah, unless you're top. It's tough to do that. I have to say my favorite current one that gets pulled out from time to time is with Corey LaJoy in the 32. Um, he did it last year and it just got, and it was hilarious because he did it because they didn't really have any sponsors. And it got just unbelievable response. They put his face on the car. <laughs> and he has a beard so his yeah. hood was his beard 
And yeah, it's the second I, thing after Co- uh, Corey LaJoy on Google. It's Corey LaJoy face car. <laughs> yeah, see it. <laughs> so it's so it's hilarious. And then this year he did it again. This year, except because of COVID, they put a, a COVID mask on it too. Mm-hmm. So they hit it behind the beard, and it's just hilarious. I love that. That like I have to say, that's probably one of my favorite paint schemes ever. Yeah, that's pretty of, good. It, it was done out of necessity, and now it's become such a big thing. And now people like I've from what I've read is that when he runs it, like sponsors are in a bidding war to be affiliated with that car because Mm -hmm. even it doesn't matter how well or poor he runs, they always show his car in that. Right. And he, he ran it at uh, Martinsville and it was just absolutely hilarious because literally it's his chin bumping the back of cars. And I love, you know, me, I love monster energy. And so Kurt Busch is all matte black monster energy uh number one chevrolet Uh, it's just always going to be a fan favorite for me um i just like how it looks i like i like the matte colors on on some of these cars i think as a normal running classic uh the dupont car yeah dupont it's just it's just it's just a nice looking car um my rival to that would be the valvoline car so like Mm -hmm. mark martin's valvoline car that he had well they, they threw back to that with bowman and valvoline's a sponsor for him now but they've come some out old petties. Yeah, they've come out with some nice Valvoline sponsors the last couple of years and, and looking cars. So who who's forty three again? Is that Bubba? That, that's Bubba Wallace. Okay, yeah, his U.S. Air Force uh, with the, looks the like, teeth in the front. Yeah, yeah, like the bomber. Yep. So he's got that one. Yeah, and cool. they did a lot of a lot of stuff like that for the Coke six hundred. But he runs that every all year. Um, besides that, and yeah, I I never liked the M and M's one. It wasn't because of Kyle Busch. I just didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't think the Lowe's one was all that great. Like, it's basic blue and and black and yellow. Yeah. That one wasn't that great. Yeah, for Jimmy um, with that one. Yeah, yeah, but that's a classic when you had to sponsor like that one. I love uh, Kyle Busch's Snickers cars are great. All mm-hmm. white with Snickers and the, the throwback red on them. I like those ones. So The Wonder um, Bread? <laughs> oh, no, that's not. A- <laughs> that, that's Ricky Bobby, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look through uh, yeah, any black looks really good. Like, oh yeah. Flat black always is good. Um, I, I did like chases and I, I I'm going to talk about chase a lot because oh, he's I my know, driver. I know, but I, but I, I did like his Hooters. One. The, it, well, no, well, okay. Hooters from last week, the, the night owl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause we're going to say good. this week he ran the yeah, combo of Mountain Dew and Little Caesars. It's the same car yeah, he I ran like last that. year. So. That was more of I don't like Little Caesars. So oh come on, man, we grew up on that in college, dude. I, it's it's garbage pizza. Going over to Keith's house and having a full pizza. I know. I would. I uh I hated it though. Hey. I really I really did. Well, that's that was not a good. That's unfortunate uh, for you. I loved it. I mean, it was it was it was easy to get to five dollars. How are you gonna turn oh, it down? I do that, and then the crazy bread too. So hey, Little Caesars, you want to sponsor the podcast? Yeah, by all means, I'm all for it. I'll uh, take back everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to edit. There, yeah, there you go. So, but yeah, so that that kind of took over the NASCAR slate for this weekend. Um, the other slate that I had was golf. Yes, let's talk my two favorite things: NASCAR and golf. There go. you go, back to back <laughs> for you. Um, I mean, I did very very well in golf this weekend. I uh, I hit pretty decent in the million uh, millionaire maker turn. 20 bucks into a hundred bucks, which was nice. And for you viewers to think, Oh, that's not big. When you're playing against 113, some odd thousand people in order to get to a hundred bucks, you have to be top hundred. 
Um, and that's what I was. So I made all six, made it to the, through, through the cut. Um, I think I walked away with like 620 some odd points. So I, I killed it. One last car. The Tony the Tiger Kellogg's one. <laughs> From Kyle that's Busch good. back in the day. There yeah. You go, number with five. The, the, yeah. That's yeah. a good car. I like the the bright colors. It's good. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah, there you go. It's great. No. All right, back to golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I did pretty well in DraftKings this weekend, which was really, really good. But Heritage at Harbor Town in Hilton Head, South Carolina. I mean, it's an hour away from me. It was weird not being able to go to it this year. And then on top of that, it played playing in June. It's a completely different course. This course was the 11th hardest course uh, on the Pro Tour last year and averaged just, I mean, three quarters of the field were over over par as their final score. That tells you how tough it is. Um, it's not a bomber's course at all. Um, it is a accuracy and pinpoint course. There's not many places that you can rip driver out here. There's only like two or three holes that you can. Everything else is driving iron or maybe even a three wood off the tee. So it makes her actually big. I don't know what it was about playing in June, but instead of having a winning score of around like eight, nine under, winning score was 22 under Webb Simpson. He was dominant for pretty much the whole week, uh, the whole tournament. And mm-hmm. 22 under is the new course record for a final yeah, score. It was high it's, across the board. Going well, into Sunday, it, the odds, the the books were just like, fuck it, who, who, who knows, five to one, everybody. Oh, yeah. So think of it this way. So Justin Thomas made the cut, and the cut was three under. He made the cut. He was one of the first people to go off Saturday. He finished the tournament at 17 under. So in the two days, he shot 14 under. Yeah. I mean, some of the like one-day totals were just bizarre. Oh, yeah. um, somebody shot a 62 on Sunday, and it didn't even get him a top like 30 because there were so many people up, to, up top. But here, here's this stat for you. So 2020 at 22 under Webb Simpson, course record, tournament record for the winning score. Second highest score? Was at 21 under, same tournament. Abraham answered this weekend, finished second at 21 under. Then we have both Daniel Berger and Terrell Hatton, who finished at 20 under. So they have the top four spots. And then fifth place back in 2009 was 20 under with Brian Gay. So that shows you that this is this was not a normal tournament. I mean, the record's 20 under back in 2009. It took 11 years to break this record. So... It's insane. And all the advancements and all that just shows you how tough this course should have played. And they just demolished it. I mean, so, but it was a, it was a great weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, We did have the first confirmed positive test for coronavirus in the PGA with Nick Watney. He, uh, he came into the tournament, not feeling the best. And he, he stated it and they did the test and he played Thursday and then Friday morning, they, his test results came back and he was positive. So, they removed him from the tournament. They notified everybody that he was in distant, close distance with. They uh, immediately retested them, and nobody else had it, which was really, really good. But it just shows that definitely there's more to be done with it. Is If he stated that he had symptoms heading into the tournament, do you allow him to do that? Do you take the test results just on Thursday, or do you do it the day before on Wednesday? Because they're all there playing a practice round anyway, and it's a 24-hour turnaround. 
why not take it Wednesday? And then that way, if something does happen, he doesn't even get, have a chance to play the week, but, right. but still they did a very, very good job. I mean, Hilton head in South Carolina, let a lot of things slide and the players weren't happy about it. I mean, there was a lot more people at the course than there should have been. They allowed mm-hmm. people's property who backed up to the course to come out and watch. So these people who normally, I mean, you think they're living on a, on a, on a nice professional course, it's, they've got some money, but there's probably only going to be like four or five people in the house as a family. And you're seeing groves of people sitting in backyards. Otherwise it was, it was a lot of fun to go through and, and watch. Um, and then like fingernail biting towards the end of watching with a par or bogey or birdie, how much my stock would go up and down in DraftKings and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but moving on to this week, we have the travelers, which surprisingly actually is still the same. I'm pretty sure it's the same weekend that it normally would be that it usually plays the week after the U S open, which technically this would this past week would have been the U S open week. So it's in the same time slot and everything like that. So it'll be interesting to see again, loaded field, nine of the top 10 world players there. Um, tiger again is not playing. Um, which I think is just dumb. I don't know why he's not playing. Why? Why you wouldn't get in? Because he sucks. Why? Why you wouldn't get in? Or- why are you hyping him up? We have good. This is good, enjoyable. See, this is what they needed. They needed no other sports to be around and people to fiend for something sports, and then they come watching in droves. Don't even, I? I haven't heard a lot of the tiger mentions and that's why i've continued to watch because the moment it starts coming back i'm out and there hasn't i mean he missed i'm out when another sport shows up anyways the deadline was friday to to register for the tournament and he didn't and it and it hit friday so they talked about it for real quick and then they moved on um and i won't spend too much time on it it's just yeah it's it's weird for him to play um because he's he doesn't want to be exposed against all good talent well it's has he not chosen other than the masters tournaments he comes back there's a limited field no, mm. he won the Zozo. He won earlier in the year. It's it was top, I think top one hundred and fifty in the world. So he was there. He won that one that time that tied the record mm. earlier this year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I so what what is he? What excuse does he have now? He's had months off. Yeah, months. What's so, hurt? Well, and I don't think anything's hurt. I think what he's literally doing is at his age and with his body, I think he's picking and choosing what tournaments he wants to yeah. play. He goes hunting. Um, but I think the next one I, I believe is, is a big tournament. I, I believe it's the Memorial. He'll come back. Jack Nicholas's tournament. Um, so I, I believe he'll be back for that one, but yeah, it's just, it would be bummed when there's nothing else. And um, I mean, golf will be post 30 over. Yeah. De- golf has definitely started to move on from tiger, but he's still, when he's there, he's he's the most talked about, most bet on, and the favorite, a fan favorite for everybody. So I need but, him to come back so I can bet against him. There you go. But um, we will get actually for the first time in three weeks. Patrick Cantlay will be in the field, um, and he is a very good player. So, but we'll yeah, see I how he him. plays. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll we'll see how he plays, and we'll go from there. I don't even know if baseball is coming back at this point. It's I'm seeing on Twitter that it's trending. Baseball is back. Just yeah, cancel we'll be, the whole fucking thing at this point. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah, so here it is. So players turn down the 60-day schedule, and MLB owners vote to proceed with 2020 season. I, so, yeah, like yeah I said, owners vote. I don't give a shit about season. Yeah, the March agreement. I told you it was going to happen. 
they both agreed in March and that's what it's going to do um, to go right through there. So I, I told you it's exactly what they were going to do is they go back and forth and now the commissioner will start baseball and say, this is how many games we're going to play. This is the season starting date. Like Maybe that. they find out that less games is more exciting and means more. 180 games is it's not 180, is it? 182. Oh shit! Yeah, 182. I'm not watching three of them. Sorry, 162. Yeah, I'm not watching three of them. I might go to one, but I'm not watching anymore. So they're not making money off me. Thus, I don't care. They don't care that I don't care. Yeah, I mean, they start We're moving on. They start at the end of March and April and go all the way to October. So it's a long season. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, he asked if they could be ready to go July 1st. Yeah, It's not the longest season. The longest season goes to NASCAR. But baseball is playing almost every day. Well, they are playing every day. Um, But the sport is boring. Whatever. I love it. I love following it. It is boring to watch. It's too long. Nobody's dunking on it. You guys get they get pissed off when, when you hit a home run. You're not gonna win. No, let's get into let's get no. into an MLB conversation. Now I'll say this no, the banter. I think the sport sucks. I think they're crybaby bitches that go on about old rules, unwritten rules. Fuck that. You're sensitive. You're playing a grown man sport. If you the one of the hardest things to do in sports is hit a 98 mile per hour fastball. And if I smack that motherfucker out of the arena. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna flaunt. Like, you suck. I just did it in thirty-two at bats. <laughs> I got one. So yeah, and then you go, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna deck the next guy. Stop being sensitive. You get paid a shit ton of money. How about you just do a better job? Oh my goodness. So you say all that and about the sensitivity and like baby. That's what I consider the NBA. These grown no, ass. No, they flop. These the grown ass man. Man, I don't and, like Harden because I'll of that put it shit. the same way. I'll put this this category. I think baseball, you may hate it and everything, but if you want to talk about grown ass men being babies, NBA and fucking soccer. Well, uh, I, I soccer don't, I, I don't soccer care. on a world stage, yes. When they go to which is no, so no, weird because no, no, if you watch two. it normally, they tell them to get the two. fuck up. Get the fuck up, but they still exaggerate. The World Cup so is much. so much worse. Oh, always because they're, they're trying to cheat the way into getting kicks and all that. But I, it, but yeah. it, besides the point, I don't care what you say. Yes, baseball is the only sport that you can fail seventy percent of the time and still be considered great. Which respect to the women's soccer league, they don't play that shit. Oh, they if you get down, they up. just fucking move on. Yeah, unless they're really hurt. Yeah, I that's what I I'm like. I'd rather watch the, the women's national team over the men's that that german guy in the last world cup he was the worst his number was 13 i don't even care to look up his name every time he fell which was like 30 times a game he would take forever to get up i just wanted him to have a broken chin at one point but no they just cry all the time and then they never really fight anybody you got these diesel up guys which some are athletes and some are just fat guys in pants. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, you can't do anything. You can't boast. I mean, if it comes back, cool, whatever. Uh, I, I don't care. I, I want it to come back, man. I mean, I'm happy. I would want it to come back because I might go to a game if they have fans, but I don't think they will. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure any pro sports has fans at this point. All right. So I actually had a question. Um, last week, they didn't need to do this. 
I would say, and maybe it's not biased either. It's just a fucking fact. The Panthers social media team is the best. Is the best in and maybe pro sports. I don't know. I don't really follow everybody, but definitely the best in the NFL. They've already had like a vote on it. It was there. They were like top five the last I looked, but I didn't even need to know anymore. I knew it was top one. They just, they're just really funny. Ron Rivera's daughter used to run it, and when she when they left, I thought it was gonna like go under, and it kind of did, but then it kind of came back. But I'm upset with the most recent post. Everyone's been doing like on Twitter. You can comment, retweet, or like, so that gives you three options, and they do polls with that. Even though you can just do a poll on Twitter, but I guess when you have a picture, it's harder to do a poll. So they had goat question mark for the Panthers and they only had three options they had Steve Smith Luke Keekley, Julius Peppers Julius Peppers why, why the fuck did we even need to do it yeah that's Julius Peppers like the, I mean the, I don't know I don't I don't I've been a huge fan I don't even know well I wouldn't I wouldn't say Julius Peppers he didn't spend his whole time here his best years were here the only person that spent their whole time there was Luke Keekley. Yeah, and I don't think he played long enough. Yeah, he didn't play long enough. Steve Smith was great, and he moved on, and then he just no. The greatest of all time, I think, for that organization, would has to be Julius Peppers because. But you're he, not even gonna have Cam Newton. No. Okay, again, I'm not saying like again, a great did, player. Now, here, here's what I saw an argument for. Uh, this was by one of our brothers, and, and or maybe it was just a, someone who commented under. Those three, quite arguably, top. 10 or 20 in their position in, in all of NFL. Agreed. Now, but for our team, Cam Newton, MVP, Super Bowl 15 in one season with one of the worst rosters, with none of them on it, except for Keek. Was Julius Peppers there? I don't think I don't think he was there during that time. But still, took us there. Julius Pitt played with Cam multiple times. Number one passer, number three rusher during his time. Changed the franchise, got us on TV more than any of the other three did. Yeah. So that kind of it just kind of sucks with the timing comes, to just like step on him with, again. But like comes, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Nobody else. Would, this wasn't a thing. We started it. Yeah. This comes also in the time where quarterbacks were more influential and everything like that. Steve Smith grew up where quarterback play was starting to re- was beginning to revolutionize the game, but he was still the. I mean, and it was when they went to the Super Bowl with Jake Delhomme. There, that was the best player was Steve Smith, and he single-handedly brought them to the Super Bowl with his kick returns, his catch, catches, all the, the everything he did for the Panthers. Yeah, that playoff game against the Rams that that won overtime. Yeah, he single-handedly that was, yeah, he, that was he single-handedly did everything there. So uh, it's all about times too. Julius Peppers grew up in the defensive era and slobber knocker and was he, a bad bad man. So he left. Still played decent, but then he came back and he was still a bad, bad man. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's just physical size, it's freaking nature. But I think that that's for me greatest of all time for them. It, between those three, if you do that, that's why I think it it is Julius Peppers, just because he played throughout multiple eras. He played on multiple teams. He finished his career in Carolina, not as a one day retirement. No, he actually played, and he played for yeah. a long time. I think in order to be considered one of the greats. You have to play for a long time unless, and my only stipulation to that is Calvin Johnson. He only played in the league nine years, but those nine years, he did ungodly things, set Mm -hmm. records, pro bowls, 
um, all Madden teams, all NFL, all pro teams like that stuff. That's different. Luke Keekley, great defensive player, was, I mean, again, all pro leading tackles and stuff like that. But the last three or four years, he almost was like he was non-existent. He wasn't yeah. really there anymore. Uh, so I'll give you my three favorite. These aren't these are favorites. Not who I think is the best. These are these are my three favorite growing up, and it spans different time eras. Uh, Wesley this, Walls. This just for was, Panthers. Yeah, just for Panthers. Okay, and then you could do we'll swap with Detroit. So for me, Wesley Walls was my first like favorite player. Him and Kerry Collins, but Wesley Walls at tight end was just he was great. He was the first person I like actually remember. It was Kerry Collins, Wesley Walls, and Dan Morgan. Those were, like my three guys. But Wesley Walls out of that era, Julius Peppers was just so exciting to watch. Like whenever he would play against Mike Vick, that to me was like the golden era of football for me growing up. It was just like, oh my God, who's gonna get it? Who's the best right now? But I don't think he is the best for me because he left. And I've met him on numerous accounts, and he was kind of a jerk. So personal stain to me. Steve Smith, my favorite player all time. So it goes Steve Smith, Wesley Walls, and Keekley. just because, oh, wait, I don't even know. <laughs> I do like Keekley, but I didn't like that we drafted him. He ended up I would have to say like draft pick for you guys. So I mean, someone around like Mike Minner was really exciting for me. Chris Gamble, Ken Lucas, like that time. I think that was a, our best defensive time. I'll go, I'll go Luke though. But so Cam doesn't make mine, but I thought it was just kind of ridiculous that they just like, I feel like it was intentionally brought up and excluded. Uh, between Luke and Cam, I have to go Cam. Yeah. Luke is the better player and could have, without the injuries, been the Hall, surefire Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I think all three options that they put up are Hall of Fame players. I don't think I Cam think. Will- or all no, that they I, but put Cam up will, will be yeah. Cam won't be a Hall of Fame player. No, but I think he was the best player for our franchise. Oh yeah, he he. He re- didn't make my favorite players list, he, but that's because I just had a problem with the franchise. He was very good for the franchise, but as an all-time great, no, just because he didn't one, he didn't stay there long enough, and he didn't do enough in his time. I mean, yes, he had the fifteen one season, went to the Super Bowl, but at the end yeah, of the just day, inconsistent. At the end of the day, he lost the Super Bowl. And that Kotri lost the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. No, Kotri no. lost the Super Bowl. No. Yes. May I remind All right, you? So Detroit Lions. May I remind <laughs> you? He did. Uh, this is a man they got stripped and fumbled the ball, and then just looked at it. Could have picked it up. Could have dove down. He and wouldn't picked have, it up. He wouldn't have fumbled that ball if Kotri had gotten open it, okay. and caught the ball. Whatever. I'm sorry. That was Von Miller was destroying you guys all game. It didn't matter if Kotri was open or not. Cam doesn't throw until open anyway. He doesn't throw people open. So he was getting strip sacked anyway. So moving on, yes, Detroit. I mean, it's pretty hands down. You um, only have two players to choose between with Detroit. Oh, no. no, I've got three. You've got you you do. You have Stafford, Calvin, and Barry. Stafford, I don't care what you say about his win total or anything like that. Third. Um, he's definitely the third in that list, but influential favorites and will go down as a major influence and all that 100 um, percent and i sent you the the text with uh a comparison video to if, him and patrick mahomes yes, yeah if, if he'd so, win go all, watch all go you watch to, him throw the ball all you have to do it is amazing if he wins he can't sling it 
Yeah, if he wins, then nobody's questioning his arm action. I mean, yeah. he was doing outside of Patrick Mahomes scrambling and the no look pass. His arm angles, he was doing way before any quarterback that is doing it now. Mm-hmm. Way before. And all they did was dog him for it. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. But um, for sure, he's top three. I mean, I, I'm going off just people right off the bat, and that, that'll go through. But he's done so much for the franchise. Yeah, he hasn't won a playoff game for us and everything. That's what you ultimately get reminded as. But his stats that he put up in the throwing era going through, he helped make Calvin Johnson. Now, Calvin Johnson definitely helped make Matthew Stafford with some of the stuff he does, throwing into four people and Calvin going up and getting it. And I think Calvin is my – it has to be my second um, to go through. And then, of course, you have Barry Sanders. My fourth, if I could put put in a fourth, and it's just because I love this dude so, so much. Um, but it was it's the longest tenured player for one team, period. Nobody else has ever played – more years consecutively for one team. He played 21 years for the Lions. Um, next closest person is Brady with the Patriots. Um, and it's Jason Hansen, the kicker. <laughs> Just yeah, okay. old white guy. I love him, man. He's like... Yeah, I liked Casey until he blew it in the Super Bowl. But see, that's like Hansen. Hansen uh, holds a career... I think he's over 50% career field goal made from a beyond 50. Dre for- Bly didn't make the cut? I like Dre Bly, but at at the end of the day, he just no, he's not. He did not make the cut for um, influential. He's a, he was a, he was a fun fan favorite for me, but no, not as making that cut. Um, that and I really hated when he went to Denver. Um, that really really hurt. Yeah, Go, not only going to Denver, then going to my my brother's team. But I mean, I like Dre Bly, but yeah, no, going right there. And I think about people today, and I look at it and look who who could be impacts today on our current rosters that could stay there for a while. Kenny Galladay could make a huge impact for for Detroit. I think he's not Calvin, but he has so many traits that are similar to Calvin. It's ridiculous. He has ungodly speed for his height. His strength is unbelievable. His hands are unbelievable. Um, he finds the ball and he just doesn't get the ball enough in my opinion. Um, but when you have the receiving core that we have, um, including tight ends, yeah, you you don't have to get him the ball so much, but I think he definitely is a game changer there and I think he can shape the future a lot. So, but yeah, that's, that's my, 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 my pinch on the lions on that one when it comes to fan favorites and my favorites and all time favorites. What, um, all right. If you had to pick I'm just have this is just questions I I have so we just kind of like run through them. We got time. God, I've got so many nose hairs. <laughs> we don't know if uh, and they're long too, like inch and a half. It's I don't even know where they're growing. Back of my head. Yeah, man, up there. I got a big nose, so that you do. Jesus. <laughs> no one says it, but I know. You know, oh, I'm I like, see it. I mean, Harry Potter looking motherfuckers. But... <laughs> my best angle is in front because when I turn, it's like. <laughs> Squidward. <laughs> yeah. Um. Fuck. I forgot where I was going. What did I talk about before? Oh. Oh. Yeah. I was just suggesting Irish. Okay. So the question I had. All right. Pick a favorite uniform from baseball, football, and basketball of any era. Any era. Mm-hmm. That's that's tough. And you can go college too. No, I'll keep it. I'll keep it all professional. As much as it pains to kill, like pains me to say this. One of my favorite, favorite, like, throwback uniforms is the old school Denver Broncos with the actual Bronco. 
mm, written yeah. up the orange and the blue, the light orange and stuff like that. The, um, the light orange, well, what what top? The orange sickle top? No, because I mean, we'll have to do a segment on it. When yeah, we'll, all we'll, we'll, back. we'll have to do that. But I'm just we'll, thinking we'll like, what, what three come to mind. Or that like which, that would be my number one. Or that might be tied for one. Uh, my other one is the old school Buccaneers with the with that that orange. The that oh, that cream sickle. That cream sickle. Okay. That one right there. So I do those two. So the Bronco one was the all white then. Probably. So okay. that one, the cream sickle Buccaneers. And these all can change when we actually do a top three. That's fine. And and what really this really pains me because I really I really do like this logo. The fucking Patriots. With the three point stance guy, but I'd have to say, yeah, those three. I I, I truly love those three. Um, I just there's something about that that's it's really good. I, I go down. Oh, the, which one of that? The white, blue, or the red? Um, the the red. Yeah, the reds. Uh, I like that. The red unis Look, they, with that they outline the numbers really well. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I I love that uniform co- the combo, and that would be a so, good one. I mean, yeah, that would be a fun segment to do on all those and go through. What we would do is pick our top 10 and like share them with each other mm-hmm. and see if any of them like meshed to go through. But I'm like, I'm looking at all the divisions and stuff like that. And yeah, those are the only three that really jumped to mind to yeah, me that the, I like. What about you? My three that like pop out first is the, uh, I, this has always been my favorite. The, and I don't even care what color combo you go with the Houston Oilers. There you go. The light. Yeah. The light blue. Yeah. The light blue. That's just so nice. Tennessee needs to like, bring that back sometime they should they should but i mean it's yeah. houston so i think houston will bring it back the raiders uh white afc okay like the afc throwbacks okay, where yeah. it has it's white gray numbers mm-hmm. and like black outline oh it's so crisp with their silver helmet still and yeah yeah i, I like mean raiders one. have probably one of the best uniforms in like all of sports so, yeah, um, i like that one and then the chargers powder blue you just can't go wrong. Like the old, I even like this new one. I used to hate. Yeah, the previous they're, ones. They're fine, but the lightning yeah. bolt just when came I, and it yeah, makes them look. Yeah, boxy. when I think, yeah, I think about throwbacks. So that's, I got to go with the ones I like. I like your selections; they're good ones. I just think um, for NFL, that's that's my thing right there. So um, for baseball, I don't know if I have a three. I'd have to like when we do the segment. I'll have to actually like look, but the. I just heard this on the radio that somebody was talking about it. Like, oh, what's your favorite one? Oakland A's. The A's old green ones. Okay. Really nice. That's just a good color green. Good Kelly with, with the yellow and white. It's just, it's it's clean. It's crisp. Okay. I mean, it just looks good. I take it. Um, I got you right there. And I don't like any of the button up. I, I like the era where it was all pullovers. Okay. So I like that. Uh, I like the Kansas City Royals blue when they had Bo Jackson. Yeah. I actually that own that one. Another one would have to be. I mean, I like the some of the Red Sox alternatives. Of course you do. I mean, it's the team I like. I don't really. I don't know. Uh, Mariners. Mariners no. always had good ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would just say there's two for right now. I don't so want. I don't want to give a third. <laughs> mine would be the Arizona Diamondbacks, the black, with the rattler. With the no, no. So that's that's just a th- alternate that they have, and that's I'm talking about their their old throwback with. Now I'm hoping that the Raiders bring put gold in at some point because they they when they had Jim Otto I think it was like back in the 50s it looks good but that was when they wore like the long sleeve football so yeah so it's black with like the purple and like the teal 
This is Diamondbacks? This is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I like the purple one, too. The, but, oh, yeah. Well, that, 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 that year, that whole color scheme right there is, is good. Yeah. Um, another throwback I love time. is the Tampa Bay Devil Rays throwback. Not the Tampa Bay Rays, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Oh, yeah. But it's like uh, it it's says Devil Rays and it's like the, I don't know. It's almost Andre. like a rainbow color yeah, combo blue, that, go, that goes yellow. through. Yeah, that goes through it. So, so like those were my big ones. And then, I mean, I'm, I've always, I've always, always been a fan of the uh, Anaheim Angels or the Los Angeles Angels. With the the halo with the wings, the the light blue, yeah, from angels in the outfield, you know, yeah, yeah. I would take back the Mariners. I definitely, I wouldn't say, and they're they're not bad, but that it, I'll keep mine too. Yeah, I, I do like the diamonds back. I don't think I, I remember it now, but it didn't pop up in my head. Yeah, I would think there. I mean, there there's so many color combos and and stuff that you could go through, um, with them. I mean, Mariners have some sick. They have some sick sick jersey so yeah nba uh, number one is every 90s kid had it the hornets yeah the hornets was good right there Um, the hornets if you didn't have if you didn't have the hornets jersey you had their uh starter jacket yeah of course the puff one right you had that and a a bulls and you didn't even you couldn't even know what basketball was but you had that mine top three right off the bat milwaukee bucks um, the the Vancouver Grizzlies, not the Memphis Grizzlies, the Vancouver Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, Raptors, Raptors, Raptors with, with Raptors Raptor. with the Raptor. Um, I love, love, love the Milwaukee Bucks with the actual full buck on it. That was great. And then um, the yeah, Vancouver, Vancouver Grizzlies, Grizzlies. Yeah, is, with the is, Grizzly and the ball. Oh, oh yeah, it's dirty, dude. Yeah. Um, I also yeah. throw back. I mean, looking at them too. Uh, the old school, the original Houston Rockets with the basketball and the rocket shooting out of it. Um, mm-hmm. The Utah like Jazz, the, Van- the Vancouver's. Now basketball has has good jerseys. They have more good jerseys than I think any other sport. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think the funny part is I like think the older jerseys are better. Yeah, the older jerseys yeah. are better. I mean, that's it what I love about like Charlotte. Charlotte brought brought all those back, but I mean, yeah, the, the most iconic I love is the the Raptors. I mean, did even you the like Pistons the Vancouver one because of Bibby? <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember Bibby more with the Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. than anything else. So yeah, I I was shocked that he was even on there. I didn't so, know that. But yeah, because so, I wasn't paying attention back then. But so yeah, them. I mean, like I said, the Detroit Pistons are cool. I mean, just looking back at the throwbacks, like the Suns is is pretty good that you have. I, I like I said, I love the Jazz because it's like it's funny because it was the mountains. It looked like somebody could have done it on a computer. Yeah, I love the Jazz one. But the old purple Jazz, like the colors are just great. I'm looking at a throwback mm-hmm. right now that they had just this past year uh, of the Jazz against the Grizzlies. Um, you could slap throwbacks. that label on with the mountain range on a can on anything, and, and on that would be the top selling beer ever. Like <laughs> that just looks so attractive. Now the ones with like the jazz as like the musical note, it was like the eh. navy and yellow. That was not good. No, no. The the one. ombre, I think it's ombre is the right wording for the how the color transitions for the red to yellow. Mm-hmm. Eh, not really. I think there's like the city ones, not too big on those. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I like the the old rets, the retro Phoenix Suns with like 
again. NBA is going to be the hardest one to do. Yeah, because there's there's <laughs> some. I'm looking through stuff right now. And I'm just like, damn it. Damn yeah. It, damn it. Damn it. But yeah, I mean, Sixers not really. But I have to say, that takes the cake is has to be the Raptors. Raptors, Rockets, yeah. Vancouver, and Milwaukee. New new Denver jerseys. New jerseys either. that I really, really like that are kind of like retro. The Miami nightlife for the heat. Mm-hmm. The t- mm-hmm. Like the teal blue and pink and stuff like that. I like that. When they do their court. Yeah, their oh, court is really cool. So dirty, dude. I love that thing. Pistons, again, their color schemes with that logo is just great. Lakers has always been the fucking same. I don't care. It's just not something I love. But I love the Rockets. I would yeah. love to get a hold of some of this, some of those jerseys or even t-shirts, man, just to have. Yeah, I don't like the Charlotte's um, city ones because it says Cha. Yeah, uh, nobody calls it Cha anymore. It's CLT. Yeah, and I guess they're like, well, other people wouldn't get it. I don't think anyone's getting Cha either. You have those colors. People understand what the team is from those colors. Yeah. Uh, I like the the Warriors, the where it says the city on it. Okay, I like those old ones. I they're even they still wear them today. I got to look at the jerseys without the numbers because then I know like the player. I'm like, oh, I don't like that player. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking fake. Like I don't like. I think some of the Rockets don't have like terrible jerseys, but I don't like James Harden. I know, but you have to admit that's a sick fucking jersey. I don't like James Harden. Whatever. I, didn't I reserve the right like, to not like somebody for the, whatever the team in the jersey. I just don't like James Harden. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't even know. How how do we do a goodbye? <laughs> Appreciate you listening and look forward to talking with you guys soon. Yeah. We'll see you later. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Bye. Okay. <laughs> ciao. <laughs> uh, you, you can stop listening now. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, it's over. So you can close the app. But next time, eat your fucking chips away from the speaker. <laughs> well, I try, I hit the pause. Well, that's the thing is once we were fucking around at the end when I really ate yeah, it. I, I know. I mean, you should see the crackle lines on this thing. I know. <laughs> Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right.